Stacy Mitchell. Yes. Nine deals either under contract or settled. Yes. You have three more that you're going to get written up today, more than likely. And you came to be an agent during COVID. During COVID, yes. Not normal. Well, so I'm told. <laughs> well, COVID, that whole situation is not normal. So, um, but the way I onboarded, mostly virtual, all my training was done virtually. Um, sometimes I felt like I was totally out there on the island. But luckily, with things like Slack and such a great team, all my questions were answered. People helped me through it. It is not and it was us. awesome. No, the team, I tell you, I really, um, I felt part of a team, even though I wasn't physically part of a team at that time. Virtually part of the team, you know? So it, it was kind of, yeah, it's interesting being on the Zoom calls and everything. So, okay. I told you I was going to ask you about what is your day. From the point you wake up to the point you go to bed, what does Stacy Mitchell do that generates business? Oh, okay. Coffee first. That's the first and foremost <laughs> when I get up. And that's my drug of choice. So coffee. And then I... It matters I where you get have, the coffee. Well, I, I have my percolator, so stainless steel perk. Yes. So that's where I start at home. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I What time on, of day is this? And usually between 6.30 and 7. Okay. Mm -hmm. Depending on how late I was up the night before, either You're doing writing contracts. <laughs> yes, writing contracts, not partying. No, not partying. I don't drink alcohol, so um, I know. I know, you guys are the healthiest people ever. Yeah. It's, it's kind of sick. People are like, really? I'm like, yeah, we don't. We, you know, we're I normal. Drink. We have fun. Emily drinks, but I don't drink. So. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I so six thirty we wake yes. up. Coffee's important. Coffee's That's important. your ritual. Yep. And then I, I check my boomtown, see who's wheeling around, who's been searching. You know, it's kind of like I feel like I'm spying on people. Like, what have they been up to? Oh, look who's back on site. <laughs> All right. And then I check Slack, make sure you know, see what the action was overnight. If anybody had executed contracts, I always find that to be real motivating and inspiring when I see that you know. If, Someone else. Yeah, it's work. awesome. So we should mm -hmm. explain that. Okay. Slack is an internal business messaging system that we use. Um, there is your text messages that come in, the phone calls that come in too, and then Slack makes it so that we're able to have different channels, whether it is sales team where we send out information or polls, where there is leadership where myself, Tom Tool, and Wendy Friedling talk, or there is an executed contract one, and that's the one that Stacy's talking about, where you get to see who sold what and when. So we have agents who do like two deals, three deals a day, and it is Stacy Mitchell, Stacy Mitchell, Stacy Mitchell doing contracts. And she literally did do two deals this week on the same day. This week on the same day. That's a huge deal. It was great. All right. It was so, really fun. So you get your motivation yep. from Slack. I and get then... them. Yep. And then I do, I have saved searches in the MLS that if I have really hot buyers right now, I go into my MLS and I look on my saved searches to see if there's anything coming soon or anything new that I need to send to them. Bing, 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 bing. I get and those how are you sending off. those out? Through email. Okay. Yep. So I email them and the intention is to get a response to get them out to see the house if, if they like it quickly because these are my hot buyers. These are the ones that I know 
you know, they're already pre-approved, they're ready to, to you know, put the, the offer in. So that's how I'm going fishing in the morning. So I cast out my... Love the analogy. See? So I'm going fishing. So then that kind of crafts what happens in the afternoon. Because if, if one of my hot buyers is like, I got to get in to see this house, or can we schedule it for Saturday because it's coming soon, then I'll, I'll block that off for the afternoon or evening um, for showings. And obviously we've talked about this week with Zillow and the partnership that we're going to make with them. Yes. How excited are you about that? Oh, I'm really excited about that. I think that's, um, I don't know, I'm really excited. I'm excited to see how it's going to work. I'm excited to see, um, you know, just the, the potential of the new business. Awesome. Because my the business already is amazing, I think. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but the this new partnership. How many leads do you think you get without Zillow from the team? Uh, through... Boomtown leads. Which are Tom Tool leads. Which are like realtor, things yeah. like that. Um, I know that two, m my new buyer that I just put under contract was Zillow. Um, one that's closing at the end of the month was a Zillow lead. I'm trying to think of, there are two that I know off the top of my head. And oh, there's a number, there's a couple that I'm nurturing right now that we're trying to get under contract. So Zillow has been very- Your primary source of business. It's, yeah, it's been a big source of my business. Got it, got it. And as an agent who's growing into your own, who I'm pushing obviously to tap into your own network, you've been able to do nine deals. That's insane. So where do you think the growth is for you at this moment? What comes next? <sighs> what comes next as far as? Well, we had an amazing conversation the other day about on the 845 script call. Um, about your clients and focusing oh, them. Oh, yes. Focus more on the mainline area. Um, yep. Try to, try to branch out into I guess um, the more high dollar areas. So let me, let me get that out there. What it is is as an agent coming into the team, you are niching yourself. Yes. And you know one of the things that I always focused on in my career and that you and I talk about is live and work in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So if you have a knowledge base of where you live, you know the parks that you go to, you know the schools that people are gonna get into, you know everything. So why not focus on the areas that you live? Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not suggesting you break fair housing in any way, but I am saying, you know, when people ask you, why do you choose to live there? Well, my kids get to go to karate at this place, they get to go for coffee with me in the afternoon at Starbucks or Griffin for me. And we get to go to the park at Paul Road and hang out at the pond. Like that's my life. So oftentimes when you do open houses like you do, and you did a virtual open house the last weekend and the one before that, mm -hmm. This is the way that I get clients and the way that we kind of foster relationships. Mm -hmm. Make sense? 
Absolutely. And um, that's why I'm excited for our in-person, my first in-person open house on Sunday. Explain that. Super excited. Tell them why. Why? Um, I've never done an in-person open house. So because of? Because of COVID. There we go. <laughs> so now our team is switching back to in-person open houses, which is so exciting. The virtual ones, I believe that they were very successful considering the way that we had to do it. Um, uh, So with the in-person and this particular property in Westchester, it's going to be amazing. Um, I'm sure there's going to be an influx of people. So it's a great way to get new leads. And we should go a little bit in depth on that one because the way that we do open houses is pretty unique as a team. When do you do the open house? What weekend? The first. first oh, right? The first weekend. The first weekend that the unit goes live. So oh, yes. house hits MLS, then we have a, an open house for people to come in. Then, more than likely, by that Monday, property is sold if we've done our job right. Correct. So, and we are in a culture of multiple offers, mm-hmm. and you've been stuck in uh, nine of them. Yeah, well, yep, yeah, for the most part. And so how are you how are you educating your clients on the culture of multiple offer right now? Yeah, that's been interesting. Um, it usually takes the loss of a deal for my clients to come around to to some advice. Um, it's really based on the property itself. So is it a newer property? Are we comfortable with the seller's disclosure? Could potentially we waive the inspections? Is that an option? Is that even an option right now? I feel like it's a necessity. To waive? To oh, I, yeah, I think you're right. It really depends. Um, the two offers I have going in today, the one home, uh, they'll be receptive to the inspections, I'm sure. Um, the other home is newer. We're definitely waiving inspections. And we wrote the offer sight unseen. Why? Because you don't have time <laughs> to go see. But the buyers are familiar with the neighborhood. We've been in other homes that are similar. We totally um, scan the seller's disclosure. I ask questions to the agent that were important to my buyers. The agent responded quickly. We got all our answers to the questions. Um, the buyers did a drive-by. Right up the, the offer. offer. Exactly. And these Bingo. are the things to me that make you a superior agent than the average bear because you go the extra mile, you've talked about everything, you've educated them on the market, and the fact is, we are in a surge market. That's not gonna change anytime soon. They thought in in August it would become the spring market, but we haven't transitioned yet. We don't see a, a lessening of the volume of deals in the near future. So it's important for you to educate your clients on multiple offer, it's important for you to tell them what the methods are to get yourself in a lead position when getting the home or trying to put your offer in and getting them from point of accepted offer all the way to the settlement table. Exactly. Yes. So Which, when you get that offer, it's not over. Really, it just begins because you have to definitely see it through to the finish line. And right now, I'm going to get you to, to verbalize on that. I know, I know, but what is the hardest part about the title process right now? Uh, Fortunately for me, it hasn't been that much of a sticking point. 
um, as far as with title. But I know the tax certifications were a real problem right. um, early when, when we were able to start getting back to work and getting back to business because there was such a backlog. Um, I haven't experienced any of that, but there was such an influx of deals. Even the mortgage, my big problem was the mortgage companies that I've been working with. That was a big one. Yeah, that they have, they were backlogged. They were the ones that were actually, um, yeah, having issues. Getting the appraisers out in a timely manner, even if you request and pay for an expedited appraisal, we've had them, you wow. know, maybe they've come out one day sooner. No, yeah. not even. Right. So it's educate, 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 preempt, preempt, preempt. Yes. And that's how you make for a smooth transaction, not just with title or mortgage, but with your clients. With your clients, yeah. Get it, if, they, if you do have inspections, get them. Because then the inspections companies, they became so booked and backlogged. So you couldn't even get your inspections in a timely manner. So right out of the gate, if once that contract is signed, you have a lot of work to do in the first 24 hours. So my answer is you've done an incredible job at transferring all the skills that you had from your previous life into agenthood. And we only see you getting bigger and stronger and having more deals. It's incredible. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Mm -hmm.